love Christmas and I love everything about it. I love the lights. I love the movies. They're the best movies, except for Hallmark movies. If you say you like Hallmark movies, I feel sorry for you. I really do. They're the worst. They're the same plot over and over again. They're so cheesy. Like, there's The Christmas Prince on Netflix. Have you guys seen that movie? Or what? It's so stupid. I'm sorry, I hate it, but I love everything else. I love all the other Christmas movies. I love the Christmas music, even though it's the same four songs sang by like a hundred different artists over and over again. I'll listen to it pretty much after October 31st is when I start. Um, and I love the traditions. My family and I have some really fun traditions going all the way back from when I was a kid, and now I've made some new ones with my husband and my friends, which have been really cool. Um, and so that's been awesome. And of course, I love the food and the giving and receiving of presents because that's my love language. And um, that's the best love, love language of them all because you get gifts. Um, and so I love that as well. Um, and so I just, I love Christmas. But with all of this beauty and consumerism and luster, it is easy to understand why the true meaning of Christmas has kind of faded away. See, the enemy has disguised it as, at best, a time to celebrate the birth of Jesus, and at worst, a way to get the expensive gifts that you don't want to pay for yourself right? We've all done it. And so the true meaning of Christmas, as cheesy as it sounds, I'm sounding kind of hypocritical because I sound like a Hallmark movie. The true meaning of Christmas is about friendship and family. No, it's not. No, it's not. That is not the true meaning of Christmas. And it's also not about gifts. It's not really even about the food or the Christmas lights or the music because the enemy has been very, very successful in kind of disguising and messing up what the true meaning of Christmas is, a lot of us sometimes aren't even completely sure ourselves. But most of us, we know the Christmas story, the nativity story, right? There's the, there's the girl who's a teenager who's a virgin, but somehow, somehow has a baby. And so it's weird, but we know it's true because it's in the Bible and we believe it 100%. And then she goes and she has the baby um, in a dirty barn with like animals and these three wise men dude that bring the weird weirdest gifts. And so we know that that happens. And then we know that later on Jesus grows up and he lives a perfect life and he performs all these miracles with his 12 disciples. And then eventually plot twist, the, the disciples betray him and he dies a really, really bad death on a cross only to be resurrected three days later when we celebrate another holiday that we completely mess up yet again. But when we think of Christmas, we really are only thinking of the first part of that story. We, when we think of Christmas, we're picturing, oh, sweet little eight pound, six ounce, six ounce baby Jesus in the manger, and he's surrounded by the animals, and oh, it's so beautiful and so humble because the king of kings was born in a barn, and it's wonderful. It really is. It's the best story ever, but then we kind of don't even pay attention to what happens, you know, when Jesus grows up and becomes the savior of our world. See, God loved us so much that he could not bear the thought of an eternity without us. And so he gave his son, his one and only son, to die for us. Jesus was the king of kings, and he died for you and me. And so the story of Christmas isn't about sweet baby Jesus in a manger. It's not about um, a virgin who gives birth. No, it's about God's love for us. It's about his sacrifice not Mary's. 
Jesus wanted us, a people so undeserving to live in perfection with him in heaven for eternity. And for that to happen, he knew that he would have to make the ultimate sacrifice. And that wasn't easy, choosing to give up his one and only son, but he knew that that was the only way to make that happen. And so the death of Jesus was the one and only outcome that he knew from the very, very beginning. Christmas is not only about Jesus's birth, but it's about the conclusion. It says in John 3, 16 through 18a in the message translation, this is how God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son, and this is why, so that no one need be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and a lasting life. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help to put the world right again. How clever of the enemy to cloak the meaning of this beautiful and paramount event in tinsel and Michael Buble. So maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store like my friend the Grinch so aptly points out in my favorite Christmas movie. I don't care what y'all say, it's the best one by far. It's hilarious, okay? It's so, so good. Have you guys watched it as like an adult? You'll notice it's not a kid's movie at all. It's very inappropriate and very funny, but it's the best Christmas movie. So it doesn't come from a store and it doesn't come from a dirty barn in Bethlehem. Maybe it comes, in fact, from the undeniable belief that from the beginning, God was willing and ready to give it all up for you. The throne, the majesty, the grandeur, the comfort, all of it for you and me to get close to you, to be near you, to go through this life with you for eternity. Christmas isn't about wise men. It's not about Gabriel or Joseph or Mary or even baby Jesus. It's about Jesus's entire life from beginning in the barn all the way to the end to his eventual return. It is the greatest love story in history. For God so loved the world, so loved you and I, despite our mess-ups, despite our mistakes, that he gave up his life. How dare we forget that? How dare we let that be overlooked with presents and lights and Christmas music? Now, I'm not saying this to make you feel bad for getting in the Christmas spirit because I've been in the Christmas spirit since September, okay? So we all know that sometimes we are able to kind of forget what the true meaning of Christmas is all about. But some, I'm saying this to remind you and myself that Christmas really does mean more. It means remembering all that he did for us and all that he is going to do for us. It means celebrating his life and death because both symbolize our victory. It means constantly thinking about him throughout the craziness of our holiday for his love and his sacrifice. And we shouldn't just be doing this once a year on a day that is his birthday and it's really actually not because Jesus was born in the summertime. It should be every single day of our entire lives where we are recognizing and celebrating and thanking our God. It means living for him because he died for us. It means having his back with your friends, your family, or even complete strangers because he has always had yours. It says in Romans 12, one through two in the message translation, so here is what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life, 
You're sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering or a present. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Mm. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you develops well-informed maturity in you. So I'm not saying completely rebel from all that Christmas is. I'm not saying don't give presents to your family. I'm not saying go look at Christmas lights because we should be celebrating this time. We should be appreciating and loving our family members through gifts because Jesus died to give us this wonderful life that we have and the price that he paid was his own precious blood. So celebrate this life. We can never repay Jesus what he did for us, nor does he expect us to, but he does expect us to enjoy the life that he gave to us. The least that we can do is spend the holidays celebrating him and the beautiful life that he gave us. The most that we can do is what that verse says, living for him, being with him, using each day to accomplish something for him loving on him, relying on him, talking about him, talking to him. Let your story become one with his story. Be above the cultures and the lies of the enemy and know overall that he loves you so much. Despite what you've done in the past, despite your biggest regrets or mistakes or downfalls, he loves you and he's already forgotten about all of those things. Even though you feel like sometimes your parents don't love you or your sibling doesn't love you or the world doesn't love you, he will always love you. And he proves that by dying on that cross and rising again and going through all of it for us. You are worth it. You are worth the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And that is what this season is about. That is what our entire lives are about is him and what he did for us. So let's just take a moment to bow our heads and close our eyes and let's just thank him. Dear Jesus, we love you so, 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 so much, but our love for you doesn't even compare for the love that you have for us. God, thank you for dying on the cross for us. Thank you for coming down to this world as a baby and growing up, even though you knew that entire time what you would have to do. You're so amazing, Lord, and we are so undeserving. I ask that you walk with each of these students and you just make their life what it's supposed to be, Lord. I pray that each and every day they wake up with just a happiness and a confidence in who they are and who you made them to be. And I just pray that you remind each of us every single day of this season what Christmas is really about, what it really means for us and for you. We love you, Lord, and it is in your powerful and mighty name that we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.